welcome to the Operate the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we have a wellness show for you today. We're speaking with Jovanka Ciaris, and her book is Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for Your Health, Happy, and Beautiful Life. And boy, as you read this book, you can see different aspects of your life popping up on what you've conquered, what is there to still work on, and what you're at peace with, you know? So um, very good book. Um, She's going to talk about... um, some yoga, some herbs, plant-based diet. So, you know, you get to make up your mind if this is a fit for you. But I have to tell you, I absolutely, positively love the information that she shares here. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back. But you guys know I always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients say that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. Um, Folks, I'm going to be a part of the Wisdom of Reiki Conference in Rhinebeck, New York at the Omega Institute, September 23rd through the 25th um, of 2022. If you're in the area, please come on by Reiki Practitioners. This conference is going to be for you. William Rand is going to present, um, Brett Bevel, uh, Raven Keys, myself, and um, a couple of others. So do come and join us if you're in the area. Now, my guest today, Jovanka Sierras, is the author of Reclaiming Wellness and several other titles, a certified wellness expert, integrative herbalist, nutritional educator, and coach. She offers lectures and workshops in Spanish and English. She studied nutrition at the Center for Nutrition Studies, which is associated with Cornell University, and she's also studied herbalism and plant medicine. Uh, she's a native of Puerto Rico, but she's in Los Angeles, so she's easily findable, folks. And you can check her out at her website, and that's jovancasierras.com, J-O-V-A-N-K-A-C-I-A-R-E-S.com. Welcome, Jovanka. Thank you so much for having me, Monique. Looking forward to this conversation. 
Oh, I just love your accent. Ooh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to the accent too. Are Are you a single girl or are you otherwise? No, I am otherwise coupled. I have a oh. beautiful partner. Okay, well, guys, you out of luck because if you wanted to listen to that voice twenty four seven, you can't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, tell me what started you on this journey of wellness because you weren't always where you're at today no no and it's interesting listening to your story I'm I see a lot of synergies I grew up in Puerto Rico but I moved to New York to go to school and became an executive in the entertainment industry so I had a completely different life before I, mm-hmm. I decided to do this work and my body gave me what I like to call a smackdown in the way of conditions that were considered non life-threatening, but they were also considered non-curable by Western medicine standards. So I decided to go elsewhere. I learned about Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, Western herbalism. I changed my diet. I changed, uh, I started using mindfulness techniques and my body slowly but steadily started to react and heal. And that became a big passion. So I decided to leave my sexy sounding job, went back Mm -hmm. to school, educated myself, and I've been doing this work for the last 10 years. Well, congratulations. And I'm really happy that you found your calling. I similarly left um, corporate America. Um, like I got tired and done and said, I'm done, I'm out and, and left. And it was interesting, but you do find your way. Now, in your book, you talk a lot about herbalism, the plant-based mm-hmm. um, uh, diet, uh, using um, yoga, and I even saw some EFT in there. How does, let's just unpack it and bring it down to plant-based diet. How does a plant-based diet truly help? Because girl, I can eat a steak. <laughs> I can eat salad. Okay. But every time I, you know, if I am really hungry, I'm like, okay, I want beef. I want beef. I yeah. want beef. So talk to us. You know, the reality of the matter is that most of us grew up with animal flesh, you know, including myself. Once I started to educate myself, I realized that the science continued to take us to a place where we recognize that a plant-based diet, and and I want to tell you what that means to me in a minute, a second, but a plant-based diet is the diet that is the best for preventing diseases and for reversing a lot of the symptoms that affect most of us in the Western world. I, when I talk about plant-based diet, I specifically in my book, I mention a fully 100% plant-based diet or what we know today as a vegan diet. But I mm-hmm. also mention very clearly that I am not a proselytizer because I recognize from my own experience that moving from eating meat to eating only plants was a process for me. And it wasn't an easy one. It took me about five or six years to finally embrace uh, veganism. So I mm-hmm. want people to not be too bogged down by the terminology and instead just incorporate more and more whole foods, plant foods to your diet. If you absolutely need to have that steak or that piece of cheese, which is the one thing that people talk about the most, then mm-hmm. have, it. have it once a week, have it maybe twice a week. But the rest of the week, you should be focusing on anti-inflammatory whole foods that will provide the vast majority of the nutrients that you need and will help you prevent disease and also will help heal the planet. Okay, so you talk about anti-inflammatory whole foods. Give us some examples. Yeah, so I try to tell people to start with what they know. 
and what they love, right? So if you're the kind that loves asparagus and you love your salads and you love your potatoes, then start there and maybe go online and find super simple, easy ways to cook them in different ways so that you don't get bored and, and mm -hmm. move away from those. And then the second step, once you're familiar with that, is eat the rainbow. So what that means is that we know there's seven colors of the rainbow. When you go to the market, you go to the produce section and you're going to put in your basket all seven colors of the rainbow. It might uh -huh. be produce. Again, try start with the ones that you absolutely know and love and then go from there. Perhaps you've never tried something that might be purple in color. What can I try that is purplish in color? All right, well, maybe there is raspberries, for example, I'm sorry, blueberries, for example, um, mm -hmm. or, or, and you go from there. So you start with what you love, but every single day of the week, you should be having as many colors of the rainbow as possible. Okay, question for you. What if you say, okay, I'm going to do the colors of the rainbow and you buy blueberries and then you buy pie crust and you make a blueberry pie? <laughs> That's not necessary. And you put a little lemon in it, so that's another color. But it's not, not what I'm talking about. What we're looking for. So how can we get past, um, you know, we eat all the colors of rainbow, great, or at least buy them. But then we uh, prepare them in ways that are not necessarily nutritious mm. for us. That, that's actually critical because a lot of us have been... Uh, been in either indoctrinated or have been grown up with a lot of processed foods. And so once again, the key phrase here is whole foods, right? We want to try to maintain the food in as close to its natural state as possible within reason, right? We understand that we cannot eat potatoes in the raw because that is mm -hmm. not healthy for us. But what can we do for them that make them palatable and easy to consume? Uh, if mm -hmm. you happen to be one that loves potatoes, can you air fry them instead of actually frying them in, in fat? Can you um, blend them and, and create like mashed potatoes, but instead of using butter and cream, you might want to use perhaps plant-based milks and or other types of ingredients that we know are going to be like cauliflower, for example, which is like the this very popular thing today where people mash the cauliflowers and the potatoes together and the cauliflower mm -hmm. provides a little bit of that creaminess. And it also uh -huh. provides a lot of nutrients that you may not get with just a regular white potato. So the idea is to plan ahead. I always, always, always tell people, use your weekends to make a plan, right? Fail to plan, plan to fail. So uh -huh. make, make a plan starting with what you love and then add on from there. Remember, it will take you 21 to 28 days to build a new habit. So give yourself grace patience and love is important that we take our time through this process. Okay. Well, in your book, you stress, you know, really clean foods, organic foods. And with inflation right now and the price of everything, I'm going to be honest with you. I went from organic back to eating regular because I just needed to fit it within my senior fixed budget. So oh, how yeah. can one work with this? Yeah. You know, it's interesting when people ask me that question all the time. And I always tell people eat for your budget. There's also an important uh, caveat is that back in the 1950s, we used to spend about 15 to 20% of our budget on food. Now we spend about half of that. So we mm -hmm. are spending money somewhere else <laughs> and not mm -hmm. on the things that are going to keep us healthy. So the first thing that I will tell people is if you need to 
rearrange your budget so that some other things are sacrificed, but not the, not the nutrients that are going to keep you healthy. I would rather do go that way. But I'm with you. I'm the first one to tell you, I don't buy everything organic. I don't think that's 100% necessary, especially mm -hmm. when we're talking about people that are on fixed budgets. But I will still get a lot of colors on the, of the rainbow and will focus on whole foods because those will always be a little bit cheaper than meats and other processed foods at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. more importantly, even if they're non-organic, they will still have a lot of the nutrients that your body needs that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So if you have to eat non-organic for a while or certain products, is there any type of for lack of a better word, detox one could use to get the poisons that we're eating from the pesticides out of our system? Yeah, well, absolutely. I would first, first of all, start by, if you're going to have to buy some stuff that is non-organic, buy the stuff non-organic that has a hard cover, right? Like avocados, which have a hard, or mangoes. They have mm -hmm. a thing that you peel, so you may get a little bit less of those bad things in, in, in the actual food or the actual food. But mm -hmm. then certainly once you're 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 done with that process it's important for you to remember uh to to use plants as an herbalist i love my plants i love water is incredibly a simple yet powerful tool to help us detoxify i love my plants to help us cleanse the liver the mm -hmm. pancreas the kidneys the intestinal tract so that we can eliminate right there's a reason why we need to go to the bathroom once a day at least so that we can push debris out. And then mm -hmm. the other plants that I love are anything that helps us uh, increase heat in the body and helps us sweat because mm -hmm. the skin is the largest elimination organ and it will push out a lot of debris through the sweat. Okay. Okay, great. Now let's talk about switch gears and talk about herbs. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are very familiar with plant-based and they can figure that out, but the herbs is a little bit different. So talk to us about, you know, adding the herbs to your diet and the benefit. Yeah, herbs are amazing. It's the reason why I became an herbalist is twofold. These plants, these botanicals are some of the best studied substances on earth. And secondly, in this society where we need instant gratification, herbs are a very easy way to get things happening in the body as quickly as possible in a safe way. So we know these botanicals are safe and we know that when we consume them, we can almost feel the action inside our bodies almost immediately. And once you mm -hmm. start feeling a different way, it's easier for you to continue on that journey. So for every plant, for every ailment, for every symptom, for everything that you're expecting your body, from your body, there will be a dozen plants that will help you for, for, uh, deal with that particular circumstance. Mm -hmm. And every single one of the humans living on earth have had a, belong to a culture that have used plants as medicine. So this is part of our DNA and has been for tens of thousands of years. Okay, well, could you give us an example of um, an herb that we could use to help mitigate stress? Because everybody these oh. days is just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so those plants are in the family of what we call nervines. Uh, and there's a category or a subcategory called adaptogens. I love the adaptogens because they tend to be very 
very mild, but also very effective. They're almost like an internal grandmother's hug. There's some others that are a little bit more aggressive that uh, either help you become alert or help calm you down in a more aggressive way. But the adaptogens are really mild and very effective. Some of the ones that I absolutely love are ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. This is a plant from eastern, the eastern part of the world, uh, uh, India and the Southeast Asian countries. I call it med- uh, India marijuana because it has the ability to chill you out. With, mm-hmm. uh, but it's perfectly legal. So you can take it mm-hmm. in tincture form. You can take it in tea form. I love them in tea form or in tincture, but you can also take it in pills. Uh, my teas are my go-to. I love lemon balm is one that is typical of North America. And is a minty smelling and tasting tea. And it's great for those people that feel really overwhelmed all the time, but have mm-hmm. deadlines and need to focus on a particular task. I also love my rhodiola, which is a, a traditional Chinese medicine plant that is a little bit more aggressive. It helps you kind of focus and regain a little bit of energy on a short-term basis. So if mm-hmm. you are jet lag, for example, or you are super tired and you need to kind of wake up and be alert for the rest of the day, rhodiola might be the way to go. And it's harder to find in tea form. So I tend to take it in tincture form. Okay. And um, how do we, like say the ashwanda that you talked about, you said that's like the Indian pot and, you know, okay, so it'll calm you down but what if you have a condition or you have an allergy to it is anything in that same plant family you know the herbs that are synergistic with it are can you use one of those or would you more than likely have a allergic reaction to that too yeah the chances are if you are allergic to a particular compound in a plant or a botanical Mm -hmm. You should steer clear of, of the plants in the same family or make sure that you go to a doctor and get yourself tested to make sure that you don't have a very an aggressive allergic reaction that could potentially be life-threatening. Um, mm-hmm. The vast majority of these botanicals are very safe. Uh, they, like I said, they've been studied well. And a lot of us are not allergic to a lot of them, but there's a lot of people that might have allergies to plants. So you need to be super careful and understand that your circumstance may be very unique to you mm-hmm. and that plant. I, like, as I said, there are about a dozen type of botanicals for every symptom or everything that we're trying to accomplish so if Mm -hmm. one group doesn't work for you try another one of the things that I tell people all the time is I will try one or two give it about a week see how you feel remember these plants are supposed to act in a very gentle way so Mm -hmm. they're not going to be like caffeine where you take it and you wake up in 15 minutes you're Mm -hmm. going to or you know any kind of prescription drug you want to take it and you want to monitor yourself see how you feel 15 minutes after you take it maybe an hour after the fact maybe two hours after perhaps Mm -hmm. you want to you know take a notepad and journal about your experience with that particular plant try for six or seven days if you notice nothing at all or if you notice something negative put it aside and try Mm -hmm. something the advantage of these botanicals is that they tend to be really inexpensive. So for less than $20, you can become your own little mini, you know, uh, scientist and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, educate yourself based on the cues that your body is giving you. 
Okay. Well, it, it also you can get a lot of information online if you're, mm-hmm. you know, need to direct your finances otherwise. That's right. So that you can um, do some study. Now, in your book, you also um, promote yoga a lot, and that seems to be coming back hard and heavy right now. Why yoga, and why does it fit in so well with the plant-based diet and the herbs? Mm-hmm. Well, yoga is one of those amazing practices that have survived what, 6,000 years of human history. So there's Mm -hmm. a reason for that. It's because we know now Western medicine keeps studying the effects of yoga in the human body and in the mind and soul. And we know uh, of of how powerful it is to help us reduce stress, maintain our flexibility as we continue to age, uh, increase oxygenated blood and blood flow through parts of the body that may never get it or may get it only a certain amount of time. So Mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal workout, but it's also a workout for the soul. Even for somebody like me, whose mind is constantly moving at 100 miles an hour, when I first discovered yoga, I was just impressed by how easy it was for me. It was almost like a moving meditation, especially for those people that have a hard time sitting still. And so it is one of those practices that it's great regardless of your personal circumstances, your health uh, journey, where you are, whether you are like healing from a big disease or an injury, or you are perfectly fit, you can Uh incorporate yoga and benefit from it in many ways. So to me is, is one of those gifts from mother nature, from ancient cultures that we all need to reclaim. Mm -hmm. How important is it to have a I don't know, support system or a community of people around you that you can talk openly and honestly about your journey? So critical. This is such a beautiful question because you've, you've, you've seen it many, many times where people could be perfectly fit and eating the best diets on the planet, but they're very lonely. They don't have mm-hmm. social connection. And we as animals of herd we love to be in community even those (laughs) people that we may feel like "Mm, we don't like those people right now whether they're family members or chosen family we all need community so it's critical that if you are one of those people that feel very lonely or feel disconnected that you find a like-minded group of people that you can build community with especially as we get older Uh, Mm -hmm. we know that of the 10 to 12 points of wellness, of well-being aspects for, for a human, five or six of them, or almost half of them involve social connection. So that, that comes to tell you how critical that portion of the wellness world is. Mm-hmm. It is so important, however, with COVID and everybody going within and now with the, what, the monkey virus or whatever it is, yeah. monkey pox. And all of that. How do we keep the community going? Because especially older folks, they don't necessarily want to get out there because they have so many underlying conditions that, you know, they could put themselves in peril. So what does a person do? They're not technically, you know, savvy. They can't go see, you know, doors, three doors down or whatever. So then what (laughs) do they do? You know, in the book, I mentioned music and community together, because Mm -hmm. even though you can enjoy music alone, 
you're never truly alone, right? When you're listening to music, you're there with the musicians that perform that song or, or, or perhaps you might want to listen to music together with other people. The beauty of today's modern world is that we have these social networks and we call them social networks for a reason, right? It's where people can gather together even if they're very far apart. So I encourage people to find the, the form of creative self-expression that works best for you. It might be music, it might be painting, it might be whatever it is, bird watching, whatever it might be for you. And then go online and find a group of people that also have a similar interest and build, start building community that way. Perhaps at first it will be just meeting online. Um, maybe just uh, via audio, perhaps tomorrow you'll meet via video conferencing and eventually and slowly you'll start getting more comfortable and get out in the world and, and commune with them in person. So there's many ways in which you can feel connected with other people. Also, you know, look through your old Rolodex, right? Or your phone uh -huh. and find out those old friends that you have not heard from in a very long time and reconnect with them. There's this many amazing ways in which we can uh, connect with other members of society and meet new friends. There's always time to meet new friends. Yeah, you know, I have um, five girlfriends and we all connect with each other minimum once a week via text. Mm -hmm. Just a simple, how you doing? You know, and how is their significant other or whatever doing. And it's amazing because, because sometimes we'll pick up the phone and chat and other times it's like, okay, we're okay, you know, and you just yeah. go on. But just knowing that that contact is coming, I, it seems to raise one's spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now we talked about Indian pot. What about um the pot that we use here in America that's legal in <laughs> some states, but not in others? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that is a really sad um, situation that slowly and steadily is changing. We have not been able to study cannabis for a very long time because it was legal and it's still legal at a federal level in the United States. But in other countries around the world, uh, places like, like Germany, like Israel have been studying cannabis for decades now. And we know how incredible this, this little botanical is uh, mm -hmm. to, to help us. We have systems in the body, in our bodies. We literally have systems that interact in a positive way with cannabis, helping us reduce inflammation, uh, become an analgesic. We know now today that a lot of can cancer patients benefit from cannabis mm -hmm. to reduce mm -hmm. the effects of the Western medicine treatments for for uh, for can uh, cancer. And in places like Japan, which is a modern society, they now combine allopathic medicine treatments with cannabis for cancer patients. So mm -hmm. we're slowly changing. It's really sad to me that a lot of people in this country are struggling and don't need to from because there, there are so many people still stuck in the yester ways. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of time before it becomes legal at a federal level. It might require, you know, lawmakers from a different generation to finally <laughs> pass it but I think it's a matter of time yeah I think so too and it's interesting you say lawmakers from a different generation because right now we have a lot of um old white mm -hmm. 
men making mm-hmm. decisions and you know ladies out there you know they reverse roe v wade and if you live in one of those states and you need that type of health care you know wake up ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> okay because they're insidiously taking everything away from us they really want to go back to the 50s Yep. Absolutely. Okay. And the fifties is when the charger card, because that's what they called credit cards, came into being. And one point on, um, you know, marijuana. If you look at uh, Westerns, which I'm a fan of, you will see that um, when they show the medicine bottles from back then, they will show that there was a certain percentage of cannabis in the product. So at mm. some point in time, you know, big pharma decided they wasn't making money off of it, so they pushed to have it you know, go away. But, you know, now it's time to to integrate it again, to bring back, you know, um, before I let you go, Javanka, talk to us about the benefits of oil, water, and heat to heal. I love, love, love all of the ones that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason why it's in the, in the chapter in the book covers all three of them is because they historically have been used together to help us heal or attain different levels of spirituality. So what we're talking about is using heat and cold, right? Extreme heat or extreme cold to affect the body one way or another, and then utilizing water as a way to either heat or cool off the body and oils Mm -hmm. to help bring all of these botanicals we've been talking about into the body. Remember, your skin is your largest elimination organ, but it's also your largest absorption organ. About mm-hmm. 20% of what goes inside your body goes in through your skin. So if you infuse that oil, that base oil with something amazing, and I love mixing off my base oils, which are oils that can be used generally around the body with essential oils or, or concentrated oils that because of their concentrated power may need a carrier oil to be to be used and transferred mm-hmm. in the body. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's one of those things that is easy for and relatively inexpensive. Most of us have either a bathtub or a shower at home. And all I'm asking you is find a little bit of time once a week to take a really hot bath or a hot shower, right? Let the steam kind of take over the the room and, Uh and let your pores open up. And then once you're done with that shower... You will take your favorite base oil. I love my sesame oil in the su- in the winter time and my coconut oil in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I take that as a base oil and then I put a little bit of essential oils or concentrated oils. If you take mm-hmm. a shower at night, I love my lavender, my chamomile. If you do it in the morning, you might want to do some um, calendula or cinnamon that is more stimulating in nature. Mm-hmm. And you Mm -hmm. rub your entire body with it and mm, you're going to feel yummy and just, just well all around. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Now, when we go to your website, uh, jovankacarries.com, that's J-O-V-A-N-K-A-C-I-A-R-E-S.com. What are we going to find there? Well, you're going to find a lot of blog posts, especially video posts on information like this on how to use mm-hmm. oils to help you better and botanicals to help you better your life as a whole. And of course, I have my book and a couple of online programs, including one called Get Off Sugar, <laughs> teaching people how I, to use herbs. <laughs> I was looking at that hard and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful little program teaching uh-huh. using herbs to help people reduce their sugar cravings. 
Mm-hmm. You said it can be reduced by 89%. So I'm actually probably going to buy that. And folks, she gives a lot for that program. It's just 57 bucks. Okay. So you can borrow the money to have better health and then pay the person <laughs> back, of course, later down the road. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking with you, Javanka. I, I appreciate your time. Could you leave us with a pearl of wisdom regarding health? Yeah. Just remember that whether it is by listening to a podcast or picking up a book or or finding the best mentor for your health, everything, every choice that you make every single day will honor the people that came before you, that sacrificed so much for your for your well-being. It will honor this amazing machine we call a body, and it will honor the future generations that hopefully will take in that knowledge and will become better and healthier with you. Oh, wow. Thank you very much um, for sharing that with us. And thank you for being here. Thank you to the audience for joining us as we continue to get over it. I truly appreciate your time and attention. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of reclaiming wellness. Up on the blessings, light and love all. Agape.